Welcome to the Principal's Office Podcast, where we believe that the principal's job is the most interrupted job on the planet, and creating a clear and cohesive plan is the best way to improve your school. I'm your host, Dr. Tom Miller. I'm the founder of Leaders Building Leaders, and it's my goal each week to introduce you to new strategies and initiatives that are improving schools across the country. You're going to learn leadership principles that are going to help you accelerate your growth, build your teams, and execute on those goals so you can exceed those expectations of the communities that you aim to serve. If you want to learn more about what we do, you can go to our website at lbleaders.com. But for right now, enjoy this episode. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody, Tom Miller here. Hope you had an amazing Christmas and Kwanzaa and Hanukkah season. Uh, What a great, what a great holiday uh, we had with family. Um, And I hope, I hope you were able to embrace uh, the opportunity to be uh, present with those that, that, um, that you love and you were able to share that with them. I think that's a big part of this time is, is just being able to be present and, and, and really, truly, um, I know it's hard to, you know, forget all the challenges that many of us have, have had to endure over the last, you know, two years. Uh, but just, you know, but just be present because you just never know when it's going to be your last Christmas uh, with those you love. So I uh, wanted to talk about um, if you really want to change and grow, this is what I believe. If you really want to change and grow, you must first know yourself and accept who you are before you can start to build and grow into that uh, person that you that you aim to be in. And, and here's what I mean. I mean, I know that the toughest person to lead on, on this planet is, is me. It's me. I'm the hardest person to lead. It's not, you know, the schools that I'm in charge of. It's not, it's not those that I aim to serve that are part of our uh, clientele. It's not the uh, difficult uh, community member. It's not my kids. It's me. I am number one enemy, you know, for me. And so most of my, um, uh, you know, breakdowns when I, you know, reflect on them, because I love this time of year, because I have this year in review process, and hopefully you have a process in which you take yourself through to really review um, this, you know, past year. And, you know, most of you have been on my training sessions, you know, every Friday, I spend time, what went well, what went wrong, what, you know, can I do better, uh, you know, next week, right? Where am I spending, you know, the time in the right places? Where do I need to pull myself out? I mean, I'm constantly evaluating because it's a evaluative experience and reflection that's going to really, really give you the greatest return as a leader. And so at the end of the year, um, you know, starting with Christmas Day, as I start this process that I've learned from John Maxwell, this year in review, uh, where I start to look at, you know, the past year, day by day, week by week, month by month, you know, using, um, uh, uh, you know, my, my calendar, my to-do list, my, my um, you know, Facebook photos, right? And, you know, social media uh, posts and all that stuff. So um, if you want access to that, there's a link uh, here in the comments and you can uh, grab that, um, and then you could do it yourself. And and so it's a really great uh, process. And and when I reflect long term, I know that most of my breakdowns, you know, typically bring very painful 
memories. I mean, I'm, I'm 45 now and in my twenties, you know, I was really driven, but I was a person of very poor character. And as a result, I was, I was stuck personally and professionally, but because I didn't, I wasn't aware. I had very little self-awareness. I didn't know that I, I was the lid on my ultimate success. You know, I was the lid on my growth and it wasn't till I started to gain this awareness um, that I was living a life that I no longer desired. You know, it was February 12, 2006, and I was 29 years old. And I just realized, I'm like, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired of how I was living. You know, I was a, a gambling addict. I was a person of poor character. I, I was a professional, right? But I wasn't acting professionally. Uh, in most aspects of my life. And so, you know, that awareness of, of, of I no longer wanted to be there was a, was a first step. And awareness, awareness is what's going to take you from here to there. The more you become aware, the more you can be aware of, of what those, you know, challenges might be, right? And, and what could be causing that. Um, so I started to really, you know, think about when I was, you know, started going to Gamblers Anonymous, you know, who I was spending my time with, what I was spending my time, you know, doing, you know, did they really serve me? Now, this is a long term, um, you know, piece of awareness. But I also realized that that, you know, this this um, this lack of awareness was also creeping into my professional life. Right. If you listen, you can't be unhealthy in your personal life and think that you're going to be healthy in your professional life. And it works both ways. You can't be unhealthy in your professional life and think you're, that you'll be healthy in your personal life. They all creep in to each other. You have one life, right? You have, and you spend more time, you know, uh, in your profession than you, you know, typically do in your personal life. And, and so what I wasn't realizing that my poor character choices personally was impacting who I was professionally and the opportunities. So as I started to change my habits, I also started to, to change and launch my career in this whole nother direction. And over the next, you know, five years, I began to, to climb my own professional ladder. And, and I, you know, worked myself into being a, a, a school leader. I was a middle school director of a very successful school and I was working on my doctorate program. And, and so, you know, you know, my school had two, two straight really great years, but we really couldn't get above that next level. And again, I found myself being stuck. Okay. I was again, stuck personally and professionally now at this time. And so it wasn't until that, um, I started to put myself right in, in another class. I started to spend more time with higher performing school leaders. I started to, to ask better questions. I started to travel to other schools. And when I traveled to other schools and I met with other school leaders, my awareness began to increase again, right? My self-awareness that, that, you know, my plans of school improvement weren't the problem. Tom Miller was the problem. <laughs> my lack of self-awareness my lack of ability to create relationships and to build permission and to, and to gain influence with, with our staff and our students was the main reason that our success wasn't happening. It had nothing to do with the plans. All plans will work, right? So think about this right now, write that down. My plan will work. The question is, am I willing to grow into the person? Am I willing to become more aware 
of what role I have in this problem. You see, I didn't realize that I didn't know. I didn't know that I was part of the problem, even though I realized, you know, five years prior, you know, when I was a person of poor character, that those same types of bad habits were now creeping in to my professional life at another level. It never leaves you, right? It never, it never goes away. So I did not know that activity is not accomplishment. <laughs> I worked so hard. I worked harder than everybody else. And I told people that I worked harder than everybody else. I made sure people know how hard I worked. I studied more than other people. I read more, or at least I had more books. I wouldn't say I read them all. I didn't implement, right? I wasn't a good follower of the books that I read. I just, every Wednesday was a new idea. And as a result of being directive towards people and just being busy, right? Those that I served were lost. They didn't know what direction we were heading in the organization. They didn't know their role to the goal. They certainly wanted to help and they certainly wanted to, you know, be a part of a successful school, but they just weren't sure how to do it because I was not good enough for them. I was not a leader for them. See, I lacked the ability to truly gain their permission to build those relationships, to, 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 to bring clear vision to those initiatives that I had hoped, right, that I knew would take our school to the next level. Now, I could continue to share pretty much every five years, I've been stuck and being stuck stinks, right? I told you when I was 29, when I was 34, and if you, you know, maybe look at some of our other, you know, blogs and lessons and my signature story on our webpage, you'll, you'll see the other times I was stuck. And every single time that I felt stuck, it was my lack of awareness that I was stuck that was creating the problem for me. Now, I know that if you want to be better, right? If you want to lead a better team, if you want to be a better organization, if you want to get better results, you simply need to get better at leading yourself first. The first person that we must always examine when we're looking to create better results is ourselves. I mean, if you're not looking at yourself realistically, you're never going to truly understand where your personal difficulties lie. You won't recognize your strengths and your weaknesses. You won't be able to correct your blind spots because you're, because you're too busy being, right? You're too busy doing to be a human being. We weren't built on this earth to be human doings. We were put on this earth to be human beings. And so what awareness brings is, is the is the ability to be more so you can achieve more through others right help others achieve more you see we tend to judge other people according to their overall actions and results however we judge ourselves based upon our intentions right if i think back to my intentions around those school improvement initiatives that were going to take our school and be the number one, you know, highest performing school in our county. Those initiatives were gonna take us there. I had good intentions, but what I didn't 
ever do is take a look at me, and how I was causing the problem. Now, once I learned how to build relationships and gain uh, permission, we, we, we accelerated those goals. I mean, it was like we had a rocket ship, but we would have never got there if I didn't take the time to go travel, right? And to go meet people like Joy Warner at Community School of Davidson and Alex Quigley at Maureen Joy uh, Charter and Rudy Swafford, who was at Greensboro Academy. And, uh, Denise Ken at the Franklin Academy and, um, and, you know, travel to see the Mountain Community School. I mean, these were five schools that were in my dissertation. These were, you know, four of those leaders are still there. <laughs> They're still creating greatness. That was, that was over 10 years ago. I still learned from all of them. They're, you know, they're still mentoring me in, you know, directly and indirectly. It's because they understood that awareness is the key that you need. Now, let me just share with you four keys, right? Four keys to, to uh, lead yourself better, right? And then I'm gonna invite you to participate in our year in review program. So number one, you've gotta learn followership, right? To be good in authority, you have to be learn how to be good under authority. And I was not good under authority at all. I was not a good follower. I did what I wanted. Um, I, I, I was no good. I was leading people in a wrong direction. That's for darn sure, right? But what I've learned is that if you want to be good in authority, if you want to be a good effective leader, no matter what aspect of your life, whether it's in your home life, in your community, at your school, with your team, you have to first learn how to be a good follower and that's how to take direction, right? And it might start with the books that you read. It might start with the podcast that you listen to. <laughs> Being a good follower means taking advice and counsel from those that are more successful than you and doing it and implementing. You see, you know, 15 years ago, I had what was called shelf help. I had a lot of books that I bought and some of them that I actually read a little bit of it. But what I didn't do is actually study and I didn't implement. And the difference between uh, here to there for me is, is all these books, you know, there's a, probably like a hundred books still left over, you know, uh, sitting here, each one of these books, I can tell you exactly what I've learned and how I've implemented that in my life. Be a good follower. It's critical. Number two, develop self-discipline. Consistency compounds. I mean, you know, there's too many people who just want to be, a um, microwaved leader, right? They want to go to one, you know, training and poof, I'm a leader, right? Or they want instant gratification. You know, I was just saying over the week as a guy, if I could just get, you know, some lipo suction, like I promise after I lose this, you know, 20 pounds, if they could just suck this out of me, I promise after that, I'll take care of myself, right? <laughs> Consistency compounds. And I know anything that I've achieved over time, it's because I've done the uphill daily work to get there some of you may know we just we just uh, paid off our student loan debt right so now you know $113,000 over four years was uh, paid not in one payment right in small steps you know we used Dave Ramsey's seven steps and the baby steps and we just you know we just built this snowball this debt you know snowball and just kept you know putting more and more money towards it and all of a sudden we could see it and then we just sprinted to the finish consistency compounds over time. 
it's not sexy to be consistent. But if you think about how you lead your school, if every single day you came in and led your school in a different way or tried a different method or a, a different theory or had a different schedule, it, it would not work. It would be chaos. It might be organized chaos, but it'd be chaos. Every single day be structured in what you do. You wake up early, get your workout in, get your thinking in, get the time with your family, give your time some white space to think before you get in the building. Give yourself time between, you know, your first meetings and emails, right? You know, you 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 know, maybe you greet everybody at the door on a daily basis. You, you know, you walk through the halls. I mean, whatever it is, that consistency over time is what's going to get you the best results. But that takes self-discipline. It takes self-discipline to do it. So number one, learn followership. Two, develop self-discipline. Number three, uh, practice patience. Practice patience. It's not about crossing the finish line first. And I didn't realize this. And um, my uh, sister, Caitlin, she has completed multiple 100 mile races. Now, I was the first uh, person in our family to finish a marathon. Uh, she started in 2013 and she has blown past me. But I'll never forget this, these two particular races that she ran uh, with me is that she would get miles ahead. And then she would run all the way back to uh, check on me and she'd run with me for a little bit and then she'd, you know, go ahead and then she'd come back. It was like, a, you know, it was an ultra marathon and she ended up, you know, it was a 30 mile race. She probably ended up did, you know, 45 miles that day, but she had such patience. And I told her, I was like, I would never do that for you. <laughs> I would never do that for you. I didn't know how. I didn't know how. And the goal of a leader should not ever to be finished first. Great leaders finish last. Put your team ahead. Let them take them across the goal line, right? Help them get across the goal line because your job as a leader is to create more leaders. It's not to always be out front. It's not to create more followers. It's to create more leaders. So be patient. Practice it, okay? Make sure you're understanding, you know, uh, most people don't have the experience or the intellectual development right? That we do in, in, you know, certain positions as a principal. And we can't lead through assumption. We have to take them through the, some of the same steps, the, the same failing forward steps that we went through and help them, help them get there. Okay. And last is to seek accountability, seek accountability. Uh, great leaders, they don't trust themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Quigley, one of the best school leaders I know, he's at Healthy Start Academy here in, in Durham, North Carolina. And, and years ago, when I was working in the Office of Charter Schools uh, uh, for uh, DPI, that's the uh, Department of Public Instruction here in North Carolina, uh, he just called me lately. He's like, I just need to report something. He said, I, I feel like I have too much, you know, too much autonomy here. <laughs> he didn't trust himself. He wanted to self-report, right? He said, I, I, I just need someone to tell. He's a great leader great integrity. Great leaders are always seeking accountability. They're not seeking it for affirmation. They're seeking it for information, right? And the, when the leader does not inspect themselves, people won't respect them. Great leaders are constantly holding themselves to the highest, highest level of accountability, right? So who's someone in your world that you can 
be accountable for. I, I just remember, I just actually looked at it at the start of this year. If you're one of my Facebook friends or in our group, you know, I was, I was trying to, to lose uh, 10 pounds and every single week I would, I would take a picture of the scale and it wasn't really for all the people to see. It was for me. It was for me to put that picture. And I just saw it uh, when I was going through doing, you know, during my year in review and I was like, well, I gotta, I gotta take a look at that picture and make sure that I stay true to that. Cause I want to make sure that I stay under those, you know, 10 pounds that I first lost at the start of the year. Right. But it was that weekly accountability that I posted a picture every Friday morning at 5 a.m. And that's exactly how I got myself through those, you know, 10 weeks. It would have been easy for me not to post a picture anymore. And maybe one or two people may have even noticed, you know, that the picture was there, but I knew it was there, right? Self-accountability, self-accountability. So how can you take these four aspects into your personal leadership, your school leadership, and your, and your personal leadership, right? So one, learning followership, and this is making sure that you can learn how to be good under authority, right? Don't just read a book to consume content. Don't just go to a training to consume more content. Go, go and implement, right? And, and, and be consistent and, and you know, measure your uh, success. Two, self-discipline, consistency compounds, right? It's not, it's not sexy, but consistency is going to be the key to your success. Three, practice patience. Uh, it's not your job to finish the the uh, to uh, cross the finish line first, right? It's to it's to bring your team with you and to build more leaders and making sure that you're growing people from where they are, not from where you assume they are, uh, and for us to seek accountability. Uh, great leaders never trust themselves; they are constantly, constantly, constantly seeking other people to help them grow accountable. And so, here's what I would highly, highly recommend that you do: if you do not have a plan right now for how the last year went, right? How did the last year go for you? If you're not 100% sure, <laughs> we've got a great uh, process and it's our year in review. And um, I would love for you to download it. It's uh, completely free, but it's gonna take you through a very simple uh, four-step process to take a look at all of your, um, uh, uh, you know, just what you did over the year, right? You gotta you know, bring your calendar into it, bring your to-do lists, uh, bring your social media, um, you know, pages and you're going to take, take the pictures and you're going to make sure, you know, Hey, am I spending the time doing the things that I want to do? Am I spending time with who I wanted to spend my time with? And it's going to give you a way to look at your, your day by day, week by week, month by month over a 12 month period to make sure you can set yourself set. Uh, yourself set yourself right for the best 2022 and i know that there's lots of year in review programs and goals and things that you could do out there but this is one has worked for me if you know me over the last five years i mean i yeah, i've been really fortunate and really blessed to be able to travel the world uh to to learn from the most incredible thought leaders and and not just you know organizational leadership but school leadership um, traveling uh the globe uh, teaching leadership um, and, and, uh, so yeah, so if you, so if you've seen me grow at all over these last five years, I could specifically tell you it's mainly because I do this year in review, uh, year by year, and it sets me, uh, on my, on my path for the year. So go ahead. You can click the, the link. Um, you can go to our website at lbleaders.com and at the very top, uh, you'll see, um, a way for you to get our year in review. It's completely free. So go ahead and download it and then print it out and start to follow. Be a good follower. This is a really great way 
to get started. And it's just going to help you build your self-awareness. So you can be more aware and you can beware of um, time that you might be spending um, in the wrong places. Because this is not a dress rehearsal, everybody. This is it. This is your life. And this is not a checkoff. Uh, this is not a, a checkoff, um, check off my list thing, right? This is not a New Year's resolution tool. This is a, <laughs> this is a um, design the life that you want and deserve type tool. So if you want it, it's yours, it's free. Go ahead and click the link uh, below here in the comments, uh, or you can go to our website, lbleaders.com and click on uh, the link at the top of the page to get a copy of it, uh, or email me at tom at lbleaders.com. And once you go through it, I'm happy to give you a one-on-one uh, time uh, for uh, 30 minutes going through what, what did you learn about yourself? And what are you going to do differently next year. So, all right. Thanks everybody. Looking forward to seeing you on the next session. Bye-bye.